Testing. 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 Boy, Valentine is coming. Valentine is coming. Happy Valentine's Day or whatever. Um, Valentine's Week. Valentine's Week. Valentine's Day Week Month. Blooming Girl Fam. You are back listening to the greatest of all time. Um, (laughs) So glad that you tuned in. This is a Blooming Girl podcast. If this is your first time in listening, we are three sisters and we are so happy you're here. So... Based on that introduction, those beautiful vocals, we're going to be talking about love, kind of. Um, nothing corny, because that's not what we're about, or that's not what I'm about. I'll just speak for myself. Um, this week is very exciting for me, because, 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 mm-hmm. I get to the privilege and honor to worship at your throne. Oh, to be called. <laughs> to be called into your presence. As your own. As your own. <laughs> when you this are is the literally, director, literally. The choir, and the musician. This is literally, quite literally, <laughs> the reality of living with Ariel. Yeah. <laughs> this 100%. is her every day. Everybody together now. <laughs> <laughs> And in alternate reality, she is a choir director and she is the choir. And, and she, she is, is the, the musician. Oh and she gosh. is the band. She is everything. Oh yeah. my goodness. Get your girl. She's not the dancer, though. That would be me. Yeah, the dancer is definitely Jay. Um, no, but for real, this week I get the privilege and the honor um, to have a lovely conversation with my sisters. You know, it's, it's not actually going to be an interview, but we're going to just say I got to interview Janelle, who is my superhero. She's great. You're um, not. She's awesome. No. She, you don't she believe in superheroes. This is true. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't. Yeah, that's my own personal conviction. Yeah, so. So if you're trying to chat to me. Superhero. Just know I that about me. <laughs> see the way that Ariel's acting right now. I'm she's so living, excited to. This is her <laughs> ideal scenario. Because she one thing about me. talking about marriage and relationships yeah, and families. That's true. But let's also clarify that she does not love. Like, I. I love talking, listening about it and talking about it, but I'm not trying to. She's talk. so fascinated. Like, I'm she'd fascinated. Be a family like, I, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. I took a family studies course in university and then a psych course and a social work course. Like, I just find that all of that so interesting, the dynamics of relationships, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be in a relationship. And I'm not the type of person who's like, oh my gosh, I really want to get married. God. Not if, no shame if, None or shame if that's you, but like, mm-hmm. that's just not me at all. Mm-hmm. Anyways, before Are we, we get, doing our breakdown. Yeah, I was going to oh, say. Okay. Before we get into that, we're going to do the Bloomin' Girl Brooker Brooker Breakdown. <laughs> and she's back. <laughs> do you guys have anything you want to talk about? Cute. You just make me so happy. You make me happy. <laughs> you make me, you make me okay, smile. No, oh my gosh, mind. we should do song association for five minutes. Oh my god, this girl. Put the time Did around. you already have something though? No. Okay. Put the time around. <laughs> so, okay. um, honestly, a dull moment one thing Ari. about podcasts, it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. It's a little bit uncomfortable because obviously I'm going to show up as my most authentic self because it's literally we're in our house and I'm talking with you guys. Mm-hmm. But people listening, like, they're like, I think what? you know me, you don't, okay? I never, ever, ever think about other people listening to this. Yeah, no, we're just talking. Yeah, I can't even allow if myself I think, to exactly, think about that. Exactly, I'm, I'm going to have a breakdown. Like, seize and just want to faint. And Passes out. Yeah, just bury myself. 
Okay, so we're going to start a timer, and we're going to play a game, Song Association, um, just because that's what's on my heart. Okay, so I first start now? Yeah. Okay. Wait, so I'm, I'm not giving, playing a song? Okay, I'm pausing. I mean, I'm giving you a <laughs> word. I'm giving the words, and both of you guys have to play for my oh, entertainment pleasure. Oh, you want to do it. Oh, okay. Okay, so we could do rounds. One, two, three. Anyway, three, 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 she three. can start. Okay. okay. Resume. So, I'll do the first one, then Janelle will do the second word, and then Gabby do the third word. Make sense? Okay. Okay. So the word you two is born. Born in the water, spirit of the blood. Thank God I'm born again. Yep. Go, Jay. Oh, I pick a word now. It has Um, to be. Yeah. Choose. Choose. When do you lose? Choose. Ten seconds. I choose to worship. I'm going to worship. Wes Morgan. Okay. All right, Gabby. I thought we were going to do words about love. So yeah. So I will use the word heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. You I have to sing sweet. it. Okay. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. Oh, oh. No, I got this. No, you heart. don't get to put in yours. If I you want my heart. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, <laughs> give us a word. No, it's your turn now. Oh. Um, devotion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the same song I was just singing. Yeah, you can have my heart. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's good. Song. Janelle, two sword. Friend. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. <laughs> hey, Abigail. Um, adore. Adore. I don't even know if that. I adore. Know, sorry. I don't think. I can't think of anything. I'll switch it. Do you, can you think of anything? Come let us adore him. Oh, yeah. oh come Good. let us adore Good job. Him. Okay. Oh, that's kind of easy. Worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy. What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I you were going to sing that other song. I did it in a country accent. <laughs> worthy, worthy, worthy. Oh, Lord. Honestly, accents are so interesting. What song is that? I still don't know what, like song, what, okay, what yeah. song is that. Worthy, worthy, worthy. What's the name? Emmanuel. Well, I don't know the song. Yeah. Hallelujah, you are worthy. Okay. Okay. Just Is that five minutes? How much time do we have left? Well, the timer would go off, so we still have time. Hey, choose a word. Commit. And commit. <laughs> commitment <laughs> commit is there a song that says commitment uh maybe not um best you saw the best in me when everyone around the world or when, he, when everyone else around could only see the worst in me oh, marvin's out nice marriage oh, gabby we have a minute left marriage the word like is marriage we kind of already passed five minutes marriage marriage as you can Janelle probably tell, knows. Janelle, I mean, Ariel is really the champion of marriage. this game. I'm so marriage. surprised Janelle's not singing the song. Marriage. Marriage. Give him glory for the marriage of the Lamb is coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Mm, yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, yep. That, we can end it. And not that's Terrell. Um, okay, so, hope you enjoyed that. If you didn't, I didn't ask. So, we're going to be talking about <laughs> relationships uh, if you didn't know, fun fact, one out of the three of us oh. are married. 
Do you want to guess who it is? Obviously, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Is married. Um, Correction. If you guys, like, for those who know us, obviously, that's not going to be, like, hard to answer. But if you're listening and you don't know us. Guess right now. Guess, guess right now. Pausing. Based off of the sound of our voices. Who's marriage material? And say your name right material. now. Say so the kid Yeah. So who's wife material? This is Ariel. Gabrielle. And this is Janelle. So, you have five seconds to get <laughs> Five, four, three, Got two, one. one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Janelle is the oldest, and Janelle is also married. So, she's wifey. So, because of that, the questions and the conversation we'll be having will stem around marriage. I've only been married for earlier. Yeah, I was just about to say she's less recently than a year. Married. Recently married. Okay. And she this is not an, avi- an advice episode because she's still it's new and all of it. We're just going to have a conversation. Okay. On a nice winter day. Okay. In the city of It Shall Be Not To Be Named. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving way too much information. <laughs> okay. With um, her bow. If you and Janelle is also. Oh, actually, we'll talk about Trevor. it. Okay, <laughs> it's the coffee. <laughs> had three cups. Um, so before we like have more of a conversation, I have a few questions that we can start. I'll ask both of you. Gab- Gabby, you can answer after Janelle. Okay. So, Jay, what do you think about the notion that women should marry godly men? Yes, I agree. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I just say yes. There is no you reasoning. The way. There is no application. Knowledge or understanding. Yes. I yes, agree. Yes, I think that is I think that's the ideal. Um I don't think it always ends up happening and we've seen God like people get married and then God makes them a godly man after the fact, but True. that is what you should strive for. Mm, yeah. What's a godly man? Okay, no, I'm asking the same question to you first. So, Gabs, what do you think about the notion that women should marry godly men? Uh, that's my answer. What's a godly man? What's a godly man? I think right? it's what we just talked about in our previous episode. Someone who is following after God's principles and wants, like, mm. actively mm. serving God with the Shows intention. Godly like character. Yeah. Mm. I mm. want to live for him, put him first. Mm. Yeah. Sounds tantalizing, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. How are we going to get through this? Who knows? Okay, I'm done. Do you have a response? I'm done being a troll. Um, Never. What was the question? I don't know. What do you think about the notion that women should marry godly men? Great. I personally think, obviously, there's truth in that we should, like, females should marry godly men. I just think that when we put so much godly man, godly man, godly man, there is, like, less of a responsibility for the woman to be a godly woman. And Hmm. it's like, you're just looking for someone who's spiritually strong when are you spiritually strong Mm. and that i don't know that's just my thoughts on it yeah i think you tapped into a whole other like conversation but Mm, but at the baseline i do think she's not disregarding the fact that you no don't she's not saying go search for (laughs) him if you want to get that football player girl go get him you know (laughs) he's god's child but she's i think she's trying to say don't idolize that (laughs) and neglect your own godliness exactly in your pursuit of ex said godly man yeah Uh, don't neglect your own relationship relationship. yeah Yeah. and i just kind of think that like with culture we can say things that sound so catchy like i'm looking for my boaz my godly man and it's like Mm -hmm. do you even know who god is 
Do you know who Ruth is? And like, you, also, I was just about to say, you know, you like know the story Ruth of Ruth is? and Boaz. Like, do you know what came with all of the relationship that you're striving for? Do you know the backstory? Fact? Yeah, exactly. Do you want to go through a famine? You want to lose your family and live with your mother-in-law and have no money? And then make that sweet, like, you know? Yeah, but she was working Whatever. hard and then yeah. found her. So. Mm-hmm. so yeah. many things. So many things. We take scripture out of context. So that was just my two cents. I do obviously agree we should be striving for godly spouses. But especially when it comes to women looking for godly men, I think sometimes when that's all that we focus on, we neglect the fact that we need to be godly women. And we're just looking for spouses who look godly but may not actually be godly. Next question, Janelle. Do you think individuals should love their spouses more than themselves? I think that you should be putting them before yourself. Like there's an aspect of you need to sacrifice uh, I do think you need to love them as you would love yourself, like you love your neighbor as yourself, but you also lay down your life for others. Um, like, okay, so I guess people get confused because they'd be like, okay, we need to lay down our lives for and we need to serve our spouses, but that doesn't mean that you're loving, like you love yourself less than them. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the dis- mm-hmm. the disconnect is. The way that God talks about love in the Bible is if we love others as we love ourselves, like we have, that means we value them as much as we value ourselves. We will actually lay down our lives for others Mm -hmm. just because we have that same value. Like, and you'd want that person to also lay down their lives for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Doesn't mean that because you're laying down your life for others that you are inferior or you like, you have a less Mm -hmm. self love because the reality is like, the love of that you have for yourself is coming from an understanding of God's love for you. And Amen. God loves us all equally. Amen. So I don't know if that makes sense. Amen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to add to that, Caps? Yeah. Uh, Janelle pretty much said everything. I would just say that I think sometimes we just kind of add a lot of extra stuff when it's very simple. We just need to love God. Yeah. If we love God. And truly, honestly, and genuinely love him, all the other things will follow. Like Janelle said, we will once we love God and we accept his love for us, we are empowered to love in the way that he has called us to love. Amen. Whoever it is, ourselves, our spouses, our neighbors, etc. Very good, ladies. Um Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna just share my two cents, but it's fine. You guys basically covered it. Um this question ties back to the first one. Do you think there are misconceptions that exist on what it means to be a godly spouse? Probably. Uh, honestly, to I be, need that you can. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. To be quite honest with you, just to give you a little bit of context, prior to getting married or even being in a that serious relationship, uh, I was never the kind of girl, and I still am not. That was like she's that girl, though. But don't get it twisted. I was never <laughs> the kind of girl that was like, I need a relationship. I want a man. Actually, literally. I thought my life was going to go, I'm not going to get married. Um, I'm just going to live my independent life. Like I was so, mm-hmm. I mean, I need to say that because I, I want to preface the fact that I literally never wasted any time of day giving thought to mm-hmm. who I was going to marry, um, thinking about marriage or godly husband. Like I never mm-hmm. surrounded myself with those people or that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. So I honestly don't have reference of people talking to me about God. Like 
I just never like it was all mm-hmm. about just I'm gonna be this person and I'm independent. I'm gonna be successful. That do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Like I never saw anybody else in the picture. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard for me to say what other people would have said because I didn't give myself that input or didn't have that input around me. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's misconceptions. I think Eric can probably talk more on that than I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hear. Gabs. Oh, I wanted to hear if you had anything. Do I think there are misconceptions around what it means to be a godly spouse? Yeah. And you can listen to our Pharisee episode for that because we've kind of, I think this generation of Christianity uh, has misconstrued what it means to be godly because Mm -hmm. they're equating just doing all the doing things on Mm -hmm. the surface level with holiness and righteousness mm-hmm. like yeah i come yep. to church i serve i am a usher i am a xyz a sunday school teacher da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. but that does not equate to godliness um or to righteousness i think this is just my opinion i think we say godly but we mean goodly so like you're a good person but are you godly mm-hmm. not necessarily we just are looking at godliness as That's like true being kind, being good, being so nice, true. being whatever, yeah. which is fine. Those are things you need to look for. But does that make that person godly? godly. Not necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I think something that Christian culture looks at is like they're godly in the house of God. But like, no, actually, I would say they just say, oh, he's in church. And yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Godly <laughs> means good. he attends church. It doesn't matter who. Just and you know what? Some guy in church who mm-hmm. is faithful and shows good. up. Mm-hmm. And. There's this whole, like, oh, there's not even many godly men to begin with. So if he comes to church, like, we think that he deserves a standing ovation. Like, okay, the devil comes to church, too. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just kind of think there are definitely misconceptions. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think there's a difference between a goodly spouse and a godly spouse. That's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Next question. Do you think that couples should make shared time for communing with God? Yeah. Okay. What would that look like? For example, uh, obviously it's going to vary based on your schedule. Mm-hmm. I do believe, though, that couples should prioritize praying together and finding carving time out of their schedules to also have like a shared devotion. Mm-hmm. So you can pray together every day. Like we'll have morning prayer and we'll pray together at night or like you share your prayer requests, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you also need to carve out time to have like a, let's, you know, pray and read the Bible together and talk about, you know, what we're just more, a more intentional time where you sit down Mm -hmm. and have like, a spiritual based discussion with prayer, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and this is something I think you should cultivate before marriage. So I don't think it's something that you should start when you get married we have always had the relationship where and i think this is partly due to my mom as well but like my mom would say like you can't be talking to people even as friends though like Mm -hmm. and if you can't like pray with them then what are you doing (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) so from the very beginning i was like this is something that you know like we wanted to do Mm -hmm. and it so it just became a habit you know you pray together and i know it sounds very like some people are like, yeah, like you pray together in the morning, you pray together at night. It may sound basic to you, but it's the idea of making sure you're coming together as one, like you are one. Mm-hmm. So you need to also have times when you are going to God mm-hmm. as one together, not neglecting your yeah. own, indivi- like you need your own individual. Like I can't stress that enough, but you also need to be coming together because mm-hmm. you are one. 
and obviously like we preface this conversation by saying that like we're talking about uh like marriages where both both parties are are believers believers, and striving to you Mm -hmm. know please god because Mm -hmm. Obviously, there there's other, other marriages, yeah. marriages yeah. where all these things it are might not, not going be. to be mm-hmm. able to be feasible. Fe- yeah, feasible. Mm-hmm. Um, something that you mentioned Jay, that is so good, I think, is also that idea that if it wasn't present before marriage, it's going to be def- difficult to be present in marriage. I think you're setting yourself up for mm-hmm. a rougher time, <clears throat> and like in marriage, if you don't set something, you don't have some things mm-hmm. in place beforehand, and that's. I know some people are like, actually, I think I heard this once. Someone was thinking, oh, we don't want to be so like, we don't want to open ourselves to be emotionally, yes, so emotionally intimate. Or mm-hmm. Spiritually intimate. And I'm like, what are you doing then? Like, yeah. if the goal is marriage, which a lot of believers is when you start Date, interacting with an, mm-hmm. the opposite sex in like a more like serious way, mm-hmm. if the goal is marriage, like from the get go, the base should always be like let's cultivate mm-hmm. our spirits together mm-hmm. um, but i sorry yeah i don't know i just mm. i think that argument's a bit flawed though because like uh like even in but just, you can be physically intimate but you can't be spiritually yeah, emotionally so <laughs> yeah like because even outside of like conversations um like uh like what's it called romantic conversations like even if we're just talking about in church like um just regular relationships friendships or whatever mm-hmm. we pray for our friends we have bible study yeah. with our friends like why should we just cut that off when romance is involved like it's kind of not aligning like if we're all believers that why are we taking so god out of the equation for a romantic mm-hmm. relationship i get maybe I, I do remember this conversation i don't remember who was saying it or mm-hmm. like what the context was but i do kind of remember that they were maybe alluding to like not sharing like intimate I don't even know secrets or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I get that. Like nobody's saying like spill your dirty laundry laundry to every single guy guy or this girl that you're talking to and go to the throne warring against your generational (laughs) curses. No, that's not what we're saying. But a simple prayer, um, simple Bible study, sharing scripture, like those things, I feel like that Mm -hmm. should kind of already be a base of basis of any Christian based friendship. Like Mm -hmm. if that's, if you don't have that, as a and we had to work on that too a basis yeah. of your friendship yeah. in like when we're talking about in christian spheres like mm-hmm. if there's never like janelle said any conversation about god what or about doing? the bible or any opportunity to share prayer requests like what's what's the, what's the point? point what's the point of a christian community like <laughs> we're kind of missing the mark i think it's because and like, we can't say we love jesus and then we never bring him up like we love so many things and we bring it to the mm-hmm. conversation all the time but if you love Jesus and we never bring him up, mm-hmm. we don't love him then. Exactly. I was going to say, I've heard people say like prayer is a very emotionally vulnerable time. And so they want to be guard guarding your heart. I'm like, but you're not falling in love with your pastor. For like, you, it's literally. No, no. They're idolizing prayer too much. It's very basic. Prayer is just talking to God. Why can't we all come together and have a chat with like, the Lord? Let's all sit down. It's to have like prayer time. What's happening like, in your prayer for, meetings? I'm like, what the heck are you what? talking about? Yes, at times some of the conversations can be very like, yes. Emotionally say, Like Gabby said. We're not asking, we're not saying with every person that you Break are every talking with, Break every you're chain. spilling all of the, of some things, yes, they're only chain. for God and you don't need to be sharing until someone's your spouse. Like you just right. have that 
prayer, that vulnerability with God. Mm-hmm. But the heart of it, or like the really prayer is just talking to God. Exactly. So you can all come together. Just like you have group chats, go have a group chat with your husband mm-hmm. and God. Or like your boyfriend and God. Or your yeah. girlfriend and God. Go have a group chat. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. Yeah. Um, so this kind of just flows, I feel like naturally, after talking about a shared time with God. How important would you say a personal walk with God is to marriage, Janelle? Oh, uh, critical. But just like it's critical for any relationship we have. Critical for life. Critical for life. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, I think, unfortunately, I've seen people rely too much on, and I get, here's the thing. I'm not saying that there are periods in your life, 100%, whether you're married or not, that you're going to be more reliant on someone else. There's ebbs and flows in life. And mm-hmm. sometimes you're low, you rely on other people to really be that spiritual backbone, but that shouldn't be the case all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, there's there should be like this back and forth where, you know, like when I'm having a hard time, you can support me and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, we are both having or seeking to put God first and spending time alone with him because here's the thing you i don't think we can have a you can have a successful marriage if you don't do that because god is the one who allows us to actually put our fleshes to death or fleshes <laughs> or flesh to death mm-hmm. so that we can actually live in a marriage that pleases him and in a marriage that honors him and in a marriage that yeah. thrives because the idea of marriage according to the bible is that both parties are placing the other person and serving the other mm-hmm. person above themselves and that takes a work of the spirit mm-hmm. like you, in order to truly love like god wants us to love we have to be in relationship with him we have to be in constant connection with him mm-hmm. otherwise we quickly fall into our flesh and we quickly do things that do not reflect the love of god yeah. mm-hmm. we it's cannot true. expect to be in a relationship <laughs> no matter what the relationship is and expect to be showing love and have a thriving love relationship without having a relationship with god mm-hmm. like where is this Pure love coming from. from And then empty cup. It's so true. Mm -hmm. I think there's something there that, just to add, so Jay mentioned that obviously you're going to have seasons of life where you rely on someone uh, more than in other seasons, Mm -hmm. like your spouse. I think that's something that, like, I don't know, just based on what I've seen, I think sometimes people forget that, like, the person you're marrying, if you're striving to have a godly relationship and, like, you both are seeking God and you want to have a godly marriage or Jesus is a center and foundation, you're going to want to have to marry someone. Oh, wait, not going to want to. You should marry someone who you know, like when tough times come, they are going to be Support. going before God's done for you. Like, yeah. for example, like I just think that sometimes we forget that marriage is a life thing and life is not beautiful and life is not perfect. Like, there's mm-hmm. going to be seasons where, let's say, you overcome with low thoughts and maybe even struggling with depression and things as serious as like suicidal thoughts. Like, you need to have a spouse that's going to be able to, like, definitely pray for you and and this is going back to when you're in a relationship you need to be having the prayer together the conversations Mm -hmm. together because this is a test run Mm -hmm. like how can you know if you should be marrying someone if you don't these are practical things Mm -hmm. so if you're going through a rough time at work again like we're not saying you're starting with phone for generational curses and sharing very (laughs) deep dark things Mm -hmm. but like just say you're going through a rough time at work what's the person's response Mm -hmm. Is he saying, okay, like, I'm going to, I'm praying for you. Or nothing. You know, like, or if you're having a difficult time with this situation, is he going to speak, like, spiritual truths into your life? Mm-hmm. Is he going to call you out on things that is like, okay, like, I know this is how you feel, 
but this is the truth. Mm -hmm. I know that like this is what's happening, but this is what God wants you to do. Mm -hmm. Like you need to see their responses to those situations because like that's why it's critical to I think in relationships be able to have this spiritual, you know, the spiritual piece needs to be there because otherwise what like what are you basing off like your like what's the qualifications for marriage here like how are you screening people 100 we're not (laughs) we're just taking anyone that takes our interest okay next question what how what would you say or sorry how have your views on marriage changed since being married you know you already mentioned that you weren't the type of girl that was like desirous for marriage and whatever whatever honestly i think the big thing for me is i think from hearing other people's experiences, I thought that the fir- like the transition would be super hard, but uh, it wasn't for me. Um, I think. Can you part- attribute that to anything? Yeah, I'm. As okay. I was about to say, Sorry, yeah, too. it's okay. And I think that goes back to the context of the relationship I had with Trevor beforehand. I think. Thankfully, we had been through quite a lot Mm -hmm. and we had there through the entire experience. Again, like I said, we had this purpose of we are very open. We're very honest. We're going to talk about it. We're going to also pray together. We're going to call each other out on each other's crap. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we were truly best friends in that sense. So like. Mm -hmm. Not in the cute way that people are like, oh my gosh, she's my best friend. Like, But like best friends when it's hard, when it's like, okay, like mm-hmm. you need to just mm-hmm. stop. <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is what you're doing is not right. Mm-hmm. And it was both ways, you know, like iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. And so I think because we had that um, experience in our, in our dating relationship, I think coming to marriage, it wasn't so much of a, I think a lot of times people wait to talk about big things or like how they're going to handle big yeah. things wow. until mm-hmm. when you know closer but like the reality is we've been dealing with big things from the from the get-go yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've been having tough conversations from the get-go so like it wasn't really much of a change for marriage mm-hmm. i know a lot of people struggle with just like being uh i guess like being with someone 24 7 but i also think that's partly because of our schedules too like first of all i'm not the kind of person who is super clingy i'm not the kind of person who you know, like I always need to be with you. And I think we have a little bit of a, even before we had a little bit of a balance of like, okay, my personal space. And he knew, he knew that I needed my personal space, yeah. respected that. And he knows when I like, and I can respect, you can go do things as mm-hmm. well. So I think also going into the marriage, it was like, we had an understand, a mutual understanding of like how we wanted to spend our time. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have an expectation that like, I'm always going to be with you and like at the same time like yes that doesn't mean that we need to we also needed to be able to be like I think the hardest thing for me was just trans changing from the me mentality to we Mm -hmm. for both of us and Mm -hmm. we've had this conversation it's like Mm -hmm. you don't think about it until you're there it's like every time it's like yeah this is the thing I have to do today x y and z and I'd always I never always communicated that to him when we were dating because he didn't need to know it. He didn't yeah, even live right. here either yeah. also. But right. it's like, this is my life. Mm-hmm. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. But now it's our life and I have to communicate, okay, mm-hmm. this is what's happening. And like, this is what I like, have a conversation about right. it. This mm-hmm. is a plan. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just like run and do things. Right. So that was the hard part. Like just transitioning 
from uh, like me to we. Mm. Other than that, like it, it's not bad because we had already established all the things beforehand mm. in our dating. Taking notes. To Take notes, folks. Yeah. To follow up on that, um, what would you then say to someone who is desiring to be married? Um, I would say check your motives. Mm. Um, that's good, y'all. So yeah. can I play something before you yeah. continue? I think that's so good because I think something that's a flaw in Christian culture, Christian society, Christian spaces, churches, whatever. Once you see someone who's desiring something godly, you don't ever question why. And you're like, that's something godly. Why does it like, you know, mm-hmm. like not just in the context of marriage with every with anything. If it's godly, we never stop to be like, is it motive pure? Or mm-hmm. is this a right motive? Because yes, marriage is godly. But if you're de- desiring it for something that feeds into, let's say, for example, low self-worth, which is not of God, then you got a problem. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter that marriage is God's idea. You're desiring it for the wrong reason. Then you're going to go into unhealthy marriage. Keep and never it. hold on to, like, things <clears throat> too tightly, thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, I need, the, like, in a dating relationship, like, I need this person. Like, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of times people get into relationships and they automatically go, like, okay, like, we just have to get married. You know what I mean? Yep. There's so many times in a relationship where, like, we weren't together for the whole period of time that we were talking, but they're literally like we've both had the period. It's like, okay, like, yes, we love you, but loving you also means we want God's best for you. So mm-hmm. if we're not God's best, like the doors, like, yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, we were talking and we, you know, had a relationship, but it was not like we we both didn't have a tight grip on it if that makes Your sense mind. like you're not in other words it was like yes we love this person but god at the end of the day we're still opening like if this is not what you want mm. then it's not what you want I and that's that, something that's hard but it's like you have to also be at peace with that so that comes back to loving god more than i was just gonna say the person yeah, that you're sure. trying to pursue Mm-hmm. and being willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. whatever it is that you ha- whatever desire that you have in your heart for whatever god says kind of mm-hmm. like isaac and mm-hmm. abraham like of course nobody can tell you that I- abraham didn't <laughs> love isaac mm-hmm. but he, ultimately he loved god and he yeah had determined that he would honor god even if it meant giving up the very thing that he loved and that's true love and that that practice in your in your dating relationship will also help you in your marriage because they're mm-hmm. in marriage God requires us to love the other person you know as he loves us which means sacrificing ourselves and laying down our lives and if you put that into practice from the beginning it's like okay I love you so much that I want the best for you which means I can give you up if God says to give you up mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's already putting that whole notion of like laying down your yeah desires. laying down mm-hmm. your desires and your wants and like putting your that person you know above you and it's like you know what because the selfish thing to do like i love you we're getting married no matter what Mm -hmm. this is it Mm -hmm. like this is what will make us both happy but no it's like i love you and what true love is is wanting the best for the other person Mm -hmm. which means even if i am put at a quote-unquote disadvantage or like i don't get what i want Mm -hmm. the outcome is still you know love janelle always says something that like has helped her in her marriage is that she saw trevor as family oh yes yes oh, didn't say wait that. no but what was the question you said what would, what would what you, you say to someone who's desiring to be married oh okay. i feel like that would be beneficial yeah from the get-go i don't even know where i got this from i think i had the revelation probably after my first relationship <clears throat> my first and only relationship before my husband but like anyways um but i just like 
it just hit me, I think, maybe in just quiet time that, you know, a real understanding of what love is. And the reality is the love between a husband and wife is not that much different from a love between your family members. The only different piece really is the sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. But everything else is really quite the same. And the way that you, so when you go into dating relationships, I truly believe you need to start to see, is this person, can I actually see this person as like my family? Because that's what you're going to be. Like <laughs> when you get married, that, that person is now your family and then you are now starting a family. So mm-hmm. can you see that person as your family? And, you know, also you can consider like, can this person even like integrate with your family? But like, can you see them as a family member? And how, and keeping in mind also like what the relationship between you and good family members looks like and whether that's chosen family or blood family or whatever when you have a healthy relationship with family it still comes with ups and downs it still comes with like i don't really like you today or i just don't really want to talk to you today i'm not really feeling it today i need my space today um we have disagreements we may not always see eye to eye you know like we don't have the same exact perspective on everything but I still choose you, you know, like, and you're still my sister. You're still my parent. You're still my aunt. You're still my uncle. I love you anyway. And I'm going to make the decision to like, you know, like I'm still going to try my best to put you first in ways that I can Mm -hmm. because you're my family. So I always had the mentality. Like I didn't go into a relationship with a very, like Gabby has mentioned in a previous podcast about purity, but episode about purity, but um, that they the media really paints a picture of what love should look like, I guess, to the media, but it it doesn't <laughs> like it. Love is very romanticized, mm-hmm. but I didn't go, and I am a romantic, which is quite interesting. But like, I never carried that over. Like, I maybe I just realized that it's just like fake. Carried over this month. Carried it over into real life, but mm-hmm. I always had the idea of like love being very realistic to the point where it's like it's not going to be like honey and sunshine and rainbows Mm -hmm. and it's okay if we disagree it's okay if they're tough times like that's real love like because i've already always compared the love that i'd have with like a guy or whatever just like similar to a family member in the sense that like i commit to loving you just like i commit to loving my family Mm -hmm. yes there's other emotions and feelings and like the whole like flesh and sexual peace but the reality of the situation is honey <laughs> that's like honey. i don't know like two percent of your relationship so <laughs> it's i think everyone can agree it's a small piece yeah. of the relationship that in the grant in the bigger picture that's your truth and so yeah there's two things that i would also say to someone who's desiring to be marriage married um one is that Marriage is not an end destination. Like, and I feel like in Christian spaces, yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, like I it's finally am married. Like it's literally just another, like it's a new beginning and another wow. chapter of mm-hmm. life, you know? Like I think so many times Christians are like, oh my gosh, like we're married. Woohoo. That's the end. And like life just ends <laughs> after marriage. I'm like, no, life starts. A new chapter of life starts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing, yeah, there was something else, but I think maybe Jay already mentioned it. Yeah. Okay going to make some commentary on culture and just things i've observed so first things first i would say like these are kind of like not necessarily tough topics but things that people just don't really talk about when they talk about marriage or relationships um and i think 
we can start with submission. So let's just talk about submission. Mm. What are your views on submission, Jane? What were they before you got married? Did you have any <laughs> thoughts about it? I'll say before you answer that I feel like, generally speaking, a lot of people are like, they if you're a female, you're like, oh, I have to submit. Like, and men, some men can like laud that over their mm-hmm. partner's heads. Um, and it can be something that like for women who are like miss independent and you know used to being a mm. boss babe it's like i don't want to submit that's what i've just noticed i'm not speaking from experience obviously um so what are your thoughts on submission um before i literally i had a period in my life where i was that annoying fake feminist and the idea and maybe that turned me off marriage as well like i was like i'm not why am i gonna let a guy control me mm-hmm. as a teenager forgive me but you know (laughs) you know how it is and so I definitely so the talk about submission would always be uncomfortable with me like I always felt discomfort when it was brought up in like church Mm -hmm. as it normally is but unfortunately I think it's because it's been misrepresented on a mass like a gross scale Mm -hmm. the reality of the situation is and I think so. it's so crucial for people to read their Bibles and to study their Bibles and like mm-hmm. to spend time in the word. God calls everyone to submit, period. Okay, submission is a principle that applies to both genders. So we are to submit to each other. First Corinthians 16, 16 says, submit to everyone who works and labors with us. Submit to one another. Ephesians 5, 21, obey those who rule over you. Hebrews 13, 7, submit mm-hmm. to God. James 4, 7, submit to government, etc. First Peter 2, 13 to 15, everyone to be submissive to each other. First Peter 5, verse 5, okay? Mm-hmm. There's many scriptures that said each and every person, no matter who you are, needs mm-hmm. to be submissive first to God. And then to one another, to those who rule over you, to those you work with. And the idea of submission truly is going back to what we said before, but really putting another person before yourself. Mm -hmm. It's the idea of serving. We're called to be Mm -hmm. servants to one one another, to serve others. Okay. You're not Mm -hmm. to be self-seeking, but instead be servants of others to serve other people and i mean if you're not used to this language it's not meaning you're gonna allow people to walk all over you that's not what the bible is saying okay but it's the concept of like i want to consider you i want to place your feeling you know like i want to a lot of times we just think about like this is what i want this is how i feel this is what i want to do but the bible's saying how about god first of all what do you want me to do Mm -hmm where do you stand on this submit to god and i'm gonna listen to what you say and obey that and it's like then you're gonna go and you're gonna serve other people it's like how can i be of help to you Mm -hmm. how can i you know put you first in this way how can i you know just like help meet your need Mm -hmm. you know that's the idea of serving um and then you have ephesians 5 24 wife submit to your own husbands also it's key there because I think it also gets misconstrued that women need to submit to men just based off of that scripture. Ah, ah, ah. And no, 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 ma'am, no, sir. It says submit to your own husband. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not submitting to any John or like wow. Clark Bill. I'm submitting to one person. Okay. <laughs> so one husband. Um, Wives submit to your own husbands in everything. 
And now the reason why this is key, and like if you do studies in the Bible, like it's specifically said in the context of the fact of how we were created and the fall, okay? Why we had the fall was simply because Eve did not submit to her husband. Therefore, God makes it very clear that this is an area as females we struggle in. So there was a specific scripture to say, wives, submit to your own husbands. Why? We don't want another situation happening again like what happened with Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Adam received the word from God, don't eat from the tree. Mm -hmm. And he, God didn't tell Eve. Like he told Adam, Adam was the one who let Eve know. Mm -hmm. Eve knew. So as far as Eve's concerned, this is what Adam says that God says we're supposed to do. Eve then was deceived by the enemy as we often are deceived as females to think many different things that aren't true, deceived by the enemy into believing that she should take the fruit and she failed to be submissive to her husband's instruction and disobeyed and disrespected him and there, and then we have this whole chaos. Mm -hmm. Okay. Adam also had his own faults. That's not okay. Adam was still at fault because then Eve went to go tell him to come eat the fruit and he knows he's not supposed to eat it he still ate it he could have chose not to eat eat it you know what i mean so from the very beginning it goes back to generational curses generational patterns it's a thing okay Mm -hmm. this is a this is a thread at a very core of our existence yeah men easily fall for women at the hands of women women. we see it time and time again Mm -hmm. throughout scripture and women will easily take advantage of men and quickly or easily want to be not submissive and do their own thing Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so in that context we have a very specific verse to wives submit to your own husbands please Mm -hmm. we've been here before Mm -hmm. okay in everything we've been here before and it's submission is a free gift from wives to husbands and it's the idea of following your husband's lead as long as obviously it follows the word and the Bible. That's why you need to have a godly husband. Okay. Why is it hard to submit though? Like obviously we want to be in control and there's also fear, you know, fear for what will happen if we do things someone else's way and like we want to do our thing, things our own way or a whole bunch of things. But if you're struggling with submission, you can look up to Jesus, follow Jesus and focus on him and you will find it much easier to follow your okay. husband and do everything as unto God. I think that really helped me. Like, it's not about thinking about like, oh, I just have to obey every little thing. or like, And it's not really about that. Like you can still have a conversation mm-hmm. and you talk about things. But thinking about it as like, God, I want to love you and serve you. So I'm going to do everything as long as you say, so this is how you want me to be in a marriage. So I'm just going to do it. And I know that you're going to bless that. And again, this is why it's so key to marry the right person. Because like, it's easy to be submissive to the right person. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be submissive to somebody who's going to take advantage of you. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, yeah. Um, good, very, very good. Like, great job, wow, Jay. Yeah. Um, there's. I like that you mentioned the challenges of submission. You talked about, you know, scripture, Eve, Adam. Why, as females, it can be difficult to submit. And I think there's something there that she mentioned that we shouldn't miss. That submission doesn't only apply to those who are already married, um, or who are married. Like we're we're called to be sub- to submit and be submissive. Mm-hmm. So then my question to you would be, how can singles practice submission? Because like, mm-hmm. I just said it though. First of all, submit to God. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of people aren't doing that to, from the yeah. get go. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, we've all been guilty. Mm-hmm. 
So it'd be like, yeah, we ask God for something. So you're like, God, what should I do in this situation? And God will give us like a prompting or, you know, you kind of get a feeling of what he's saying and then you just disregard it. Okay, well, you're not being submissive. Yeah. Or like in just general principles, God is telling, you know, the word God, I'm not going to like, he says, don't lie, you know, don't um, commit adultery or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're just blatantly doing things, you know, Mm -hmm. like you're not being submissive to God or his word. You're not listening to what he, you don't have a posture of like, God, whatever you say, Mm -hmm. even if it's not what I want, even if it's not what I feel like doing, I'm going to take it. Mm. So start there. Because, I mean, again, like going back to the last thing I said, if you focus it from a Jesus perspective, like it's like I'm going to focus on like, God, I love you. And this is what you want me to do in your submission to God you are automatically going to be submissive in other areas. That's true. So submit to God. You submit to other people where you need to. You submit to your husband when you need to. So start there. And then serve others. Mm -hmm. Like practice being, you know, like serving your friends, serving your loved ones, serving your church. Practice that. And again, check your heart. Make sure like it's not for accolades. It's not for to get people to like you, but it's because no, like God, I truly love this person and I want to be able to do something for them or I want to be able to show them your love. I remember I was listening to a podcast and this couple, husband and wife were talking about submission. um, And the wife was saying like, if you break down the word, sub means under and mission, like the husband, like you're submitting because you recognize that if you're in this union with your partner, you all, you have the same mission. We're under, one shared mission, whatever that shared. Obviously, the, the, the shared mission is if it's a godly marriage to please Christ, to make Christ the center and foundation. Mm. Now, every relationship will have like more specific and targeted areas in that mission. But if you see it as like we have the same goal, same mission, I'm like we're a team. It's easier. I would imagine it would be easier to 100%, submit. Yeah. Mm. Something that is really key, and this is what um, Daddy, our dad always says, like the best practice for marriages in your family like fam god is intentional about like creating families so you can practice things that you would need in marriage like you have to be submissive to submit to your parents Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. practice that then that will help you when it comes to marriage and having to submit to someone else obviously first and foremost submitting to god but like you can practice submission every day in your household 100 percent. um and in other relationships let's say you don't have a great family but like if you have a family that you're Parents are sound. They're trying to follow God and like they're godly. They love you. They're they not don't whatever. Have to be perfect. But. Yeah, they don't have to be perfect. If you practice submission there, then it, you'll be ready. I would assume for submitting in marriage. So that's talking submission because I feel like a lot of people either don't talk about it or females like have similar views to how Janelle was like as a teenager. She was not wanting to be ruled by any man. Blah 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 blah. Another thing that I feel like is not really talked about or not fully understood or addressed as it should be is boundaries. Personally, I think there's so much emphasis on boundaries prior to marriage, especially in the Christian context, because like we like to talk about placing the boundaries so you don't fall into sexual sins before marriage. Um, also listen to our previous episode um, to get more about that whole conversation. But then we say less about boundaries in marriage. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask... I guess you can answer. Do you think boundaries are appropriate gaps in marriage? Do we need boundaries in marriage? Claro que sí. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... It means, of course. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Why are boundaries important to marriage, Jane? We are human, okay, and we are flesh, and it's very easy. If we do not set ourselves up for success, we automatically set ourselves up for failure. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing, like, like going back to the, just focusing on like sexual purity. If you are consuming things in your marriage that are going to be stirring up feelings and thoughts and desires outside of your partner, you're setting yourself up for failure, which is why you need to have your own personal boundaries about what you will and will not allow. And I think a lot of these carry over from before you get married. For instance, mm-hmm. like you have bound your own personal boundaries. Like I'm not going to consume this mm-hmm. because I know this is how this is what it um, does to me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I react. So I'm going to do that. Another piece, obviously, is boundaries as it comes to interactions with other people. Once you do, once you are married, and like I, I can't really speak much about on this. To be quite honest with you, like I haven't had uh many like interactions like it's been the pandemic right so like mm-hmm. but um yes you do also need to be have a conversation about okay like what are the boundaries in a relationships with the other sex like you should still have friendships with the other sex when you're married but what are the boundaries so that mm-hmm. we do not disrespect right. our partner our covenant and we don't disrespect the covenant relationship. Mm-hmm. And I say disrespect first because I think sometimes people think like, oh, like the only thing is just automatically like committing like adultery or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, we can definitely be far off from adultery, but still end up disrespecting our partner. That's true. Um, and I think you just need to have conversations about, okay, like what do we allow or like what is allowed and is not allowed? Like, you know. Mm-hmm. What kind of, like, you're not going to go hang out with another guy or girl alone. You're not going to go, you know, like, just Mm -hmm. having these kind of conversations. Sometimes, you know, you think things are common sense and people, it's not that common, eh? So. When you said that last bit, Jay, then I thought about the importance of having boundaries in just even in just conversation. And, like, that when you mentioned the respect piece, like, just having like an understanding that you don't necessarily talk about your partner with one x y and z person mm-hmm. and share yeah. all the nitty-gritty like mm-hmm. out of respect for that individual it's not yep. always appropriate to have certain conversations with not even just friends but like people of the opposite sex mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know out of respect for that relationship yep we just like to just like yep. vent. Mm-hmm. um and on social media, be like, my good for nothing it. husband. Mm-hmm. Like, you still love the person, but it's very easy to just, like, you know, mm-hmm. just verbally vomit and yeah. talk about your partner. But not realizing that once you share those things, the people you share them with will always remember what you said about yeah. so-and-so. And it's like, not productive either. It's not productive. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I think in general, if you're going to share that information, like, you need to be good about coming back and being like, when there's resolution because exactly then it taints the people's mm-hmm, view of your partner or even your relationship and i think you lose credibility like when you're disrespecting him at the yes. end of the day because then people are walking around with a and i this also applies not just to really to 
like marriage, but also to any other relationship, mm-hmm. when you vent about other things, the reality is like that person doesn't have the same relationship and the, that same intimate relationship that you have with the person that you're venting about. So they don't get to see mm-hmm. all of the highs, right? Mm-hmm. All they're hearing is the lows. And so all they're taking away from is negativity, not actually seeing the essence of the true person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like it just not a good thing wisdom yeah wisdom but also like in the book if you are married or seeking to get married or whatever whatever or if you're not getting married (laughs) whatever a woman after god's own heart that book it also speaks about yeah never talk like well not never but like not talking about your husband to other people like don't be like bashing on him Mm -hmm. with your friends or with other people or even with your family don't be bashing on him, period. You can have conversations about, okay, you know, like, this is just something that is frustrating. But I think you have to be very wise about who you share that with. And going back to Ariel's part, uh, um, what Ariel said about, like, also making, being diligent about coming back and sharing the, like, the resolution <laughs> is very important. Um, but they, uh, oftentimes I just recommend you to make sure that you, because it, it's, natural to want to vent but being very wise about who you go to mm-hmm. and also making sure that that whole conversation that you're having whether you're having with a friend a family member a counselor mm-hmm. you're having a conversation with the intention to come up with a solution yeah mm-hmm. it's not just bam 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 bam, bam mm-hmm. but it's like okay now how do i proceed from here mm-hmm. what can i do in this situation how can i make this better so it, I think the ending should always be like a solution, but yeah, be wise about who you tell because I can understand someone saying like they don't want to tell their parents. I think you should, yeah, sorry, go ahead. you have to find who they, whether it's a counselor, whether it's somebody that is a neutral party. I don't know, like it, it's different for every single person. I can understand people saying they don't want to tell family members or they don't want to tell, I don't know, friends, whatever the case may be. Just if you know that person is not going to be able to ever like Like, they're not gonna be able to like all the information all they can see is that negative thing that you've said them in the light of whatever then it's not good because because then you're damaging that person's relationship with your husband or you're damaging you know like the viewpoint of your husband so you you do have to be be prayerful about who you end up having this conversation with because they need to be able to take it with a grain of salt understanding this Mm -hmm. does not define Mm -hmm. the person and you're going in for a solution I think, I don't know if this is specifically a boundary, but just um, to follow up with that, like you want to be surrounding yourself with people, friends um, who have the best interest, like your marriage's best interest at heart, like people who are going to support your marriage. Like you don't want to be talking to your friends like, yeah, ditch the man, like that man needs to go. (laughs) Like you want to have people, Mm. I think that's something that like before you get married, like if you have friends you should share with them that's something like a boundary that a couple could put in place like we need to be around people who are going to be encouraging us to you know do this thing and do it right to say together to seek up blah 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 blah. and i think that comes back to like i don't know everyone's different but i think that like if you're in a relationship or even if you're not in a relationship you need to surround yourself with people who match where you are in life Mm -hmm. like if you're single and the only people you're around are people in relationships i don't think that's healthy and i also don't think like if you're in a marriage and you're only around single people like Mm -hmm. that's not healthy like you need to be at me (laughs) (laughs) yeah ariel's very passionate about this like obviously balance and i think there's beauty and diversity of relationships but i don't think i think you should be around people who are in similar life 
stages as, as you just because then you can like you have people who can understand what you're going through you can share blah blah blah, blah. god yeah. will send people mm-hmm. i wasn't asking you <laughs> don't worry yeah um, yeah because obviously yeah. you don't always have control over like the where mm-hmm. you are in life and etc but it's like a kind of just a precautionary thing because this is kind of unrelated but kind of just want to touch on it from the other end of the spectrum not mm-hmm. janelle but like as a single individual sometimes if you're always it doesn't even have to be people in your circle but obviously the people in your circle do have a lot of influence over you but if you're always surrounding yourself like with people that are in a relationship or if you're consuming media that's always about couples like i was having a conversation with one of my friends last year and we were talking and she was just sharing like that she didn't even realize how much she was being influenced by the media that she was consuming she was watching so many videos of like couples on social media and like families etc and she was like i'm not even in that stage of life right now and Mm -hmm. it's confusing me and it's creating like conflicting desires not necessarily evil or like sinful or wrong desires but it's just not appropriate for the stage of life that i'm in that i'm in right now i'm a student i need to focus on my education and everyone has their own convictions about dating and relationships etc but i'm just talking about in the context of me and my friend we were like we're in the stage of life that we're in right now it's not conducive to be consuming media or to be just so focused around or like I don't know, I don't know if I'm what I'm trying to communicate is coming across, but you have to be careful because sometimes you can be so f- influenced by someone else's lifestyle and it can get you off track of where you need to be. Yeah. So obviously, like there's things that are out of your control. Like right now, there's just nobody that's single in your life or nobody that's married in your life. That's how I'm saying. I'm just saying like be careful because sometimes you can get easily swayed either way. Like mm-hmm. in. I can't really speak Sometimes to Sometimes it's not even that you really want something, exactly. but you just were surrounding yourself with it that you thought that you did. Exactly. That's like, like baby speak. fever for people. It's exactly. like you see a cute baby and you're surrounded by a bunch of babies. Like, oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, it's not that you really want it. You just like, you surrounded yourself so much yeah. with it that you're like, oh, maybe I want this exactly. right now, but you don't. Mm-hmm. So just be mindful of that. Yeah, because it can lead you down like a wrong path. Because I yeah. remember um, when Janelle was like first talking to Trevor her husband um like there were other people in my life that were kind of just like kind of in relationships or pursuing relationships and i was just like very like annoyed yeah, what do I just do? in my humanity like i was just like okay like all my friends are just busy. talking to guys and busy or whatever and like it's really annoying like nobody has time for me and i was just like okay yeah i guess i should just be in a relationship not because i wanted to be in a relationship because like janelle mentioned like we're not really those type of people like i've Mm -hmm. never had a desire to really be in a relationship or be married but it's just because the circumstance i was in was like tainting my view and like i was just getting confused and like giving attention to the wrong people just because i felt like i was left out and so yeah that's why we're saying what we're saying but continuing it's a good point though Okay, so this is now like round three, so more tough concepts. This one is like, I guess, (laughs) the main topic is communication. And I'm sure like if you've been around for any time, anyone, anytime there's conversations about relationships, I always say communication is key. And like, okay, cool, communication is key. That's common sense. Thank you, Clive. (laughs) That's common sense, but I just feel like we... We don't really fully understand all that we should be communicating, if that makes sense. 
I personally think that like before marriage, you should communicate like, okay, so obviously if you're just like casually dating someone, like Jay said, you're not going to be like, hey, this is the worst thing that's happened to me or this is how I feel about like this very, you know, you have to use wisdom. At the end of the day, everything, the back, the foundation is wisdom. But I think we should be communicating the aspects of marriage that like the not so glorified parts um, so that like when things come up, you're on the same page. What are some topics that you think couples should tackle or discuss before marriage? Family planning. Mm, finances. Um, mm. Finances. I think mm, um, we see this too often. And even Daddy also knows like examples of people in the church. We've seen it in and out of the church. Um, and actually, me and Ari had a conversation about this I recently. I have it written but down, so I'm glad you're going to tell me. You should definitely talk about what your idea of family looks like, whether or not you want kids. Um, you know, you need to have conversations about your individual goals because sometimes that already is a disqualifier. You know, there's so many people who are like, this is what I want to do with my life. And that would mean taking this person X, Y, like all over the place. Mm. But is that something that that person can handle like you need to have these conversations early it's like if someone is like i don't want to have any kids and i'm very like convinced about that and the other person's like i really 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 that's my life goal uh well mm-hmm. i feel like you need to just say goodbye <laughs> unless the lord himself that's comes and like this is your person um beforehand these are opportunities to get out of situations that are actually going to be very tricky to navigate within yeah. marriage talking about like yeah like i mentioned your life goals your education like you know like Am I, do you want, this is the plan I have for, let's say for instance, you have someone who wants to pursue medicine and that is a career that takes many years. If you communicate that ahead of time and the other person's like, you know, actually my life goals are to travel the world and be a traveling missionary. Well, that's not really going to work. At least I think they, that has to be discussed because the reality is that person's other life goal might have to be put on hold until the other person has mm-hmm. accomplished their, you know, like there it's things you have to think about mm-hmm. because then you can go in and be like, Hey, actually I want to do this. I want to do that. This is what I think. And then you're like, I didn't know this because this is, mm-hmm. I have a completely opposite plan mm-hmm. and who's going to submit whose plan for like, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. things you have to talk about quite early on so that people aren't surprised. They know from the get go, this is where this person's heading. Is it a path I can also walk alongside with them or are we just going to like exit? It's important to not just have one conversation, especially in the conversation about children. Like I think a lot of people, for the most part, couples before they're married do a good job about like to some extent talking about kids. Like, you know, like in the talking stage when you're lovey-dovey, like, oh my gosh, can't wait to see what our kids will be like. Like, that's not a conversation about children. Like, you need to sit and actually talk about it because we've seen so many times where like relationships end or are strained because you have different goals and that's a whole other conversation because or people who didn't share as you get close actually here's the thing if you already know from the get-go that you for biological reasons are unable to have children it's something you need to communicate i think from an early stage of dating and I, we know people who have not done that and then they've married the person and the, per- the partner finds out after the fact that the mm-hmm. person's unable to have kids. That's something you should have communicated. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say, like, obviously we are 
believers, we believe that in miracles, but I still think even if you're the person that knows biologically, you know, that you have issues with fertility, you still, even if you're believing that God can work a miracle, I think you still have the a responsibility. I feel like it's deception. Yeah. yeah. yeah if you, you have to be honest. It's one thing to find out after the fact nobody knew, but if you know ahead of time and you don't say anything, I think that's not the right thing. Yeah. There's just like things that you can ask, like, or discuss what does a, being a wife mean? To, or just discussion, dis, sorry, discussing expectations mm-hmm, that's true. and differing of opinions. Because mm-hmm. I may be like, yeah, I want to be your wife. But my definition of a wife is different from your definition of a, of a wife. So then we come into marriage, I'm going to have some problems. Of course, we're talking, we, Gabby had mentioned finances. Kids, do you want kids? Do you want, how many do you want? Are you willing, like, how fixed is your desire to have or to not have children? What and I think another thing that we that people should talk about is your motive. Why don't you want kids? Why do you want kids? You know, like if the reason for not wanting kids stems from some sort of trauma, then that's something that you need to be healed from. Not saying that like be healed so you can have children, but you can't be walking around this trauma. Like you know, like you should get to the root of things. Other things, common sense, like love languages. What you know? Oh gosh, yeah, that's common sense. Um, I think something that Christians should do better is like really asking how do you plan to make jesus the center of this marriage mm. if you don't have an answer i'm gonna run away from you like <laughs> you know like those are things what does putting god first look like a question that you can ask if you're pursuing someone is like how are you putting god first in your own life if the person doesn't have a proper answer i think you should be weary of you know yeah pursuing those are great questions to ask and then along with them answering the question again this is the key part of dating phase you also should be able to see that in practice yes, in your sure. dating life because mm-hmm. um, everyone can talk sweet but i was also going to say like you can ask someone what are the practices that you currently have in place in your own life that you want to bring into this marriage you know that's not really anything deep just to kind of get an idea of what would your relationship look like yeah. like are these practices i want to bring into my life too like that type of thing mm-hmm. um as janelle was talking about you know what is your life goal what do you want for yourself i would, i think it's a good segue into this whole like worldly view and view of individualism in marriage um like do you place your dreams before your relationship do you place your relationship before your dreams should there be some sort of sacrifice like how does it all work there's no black and white answer but again i'm going to go back to the fact that each person the wife and the husband is actually called to submit to each other and to serve one another and this also and also connecting with the part about having a unified relationship with god because it's something you're gonna have to go together as a couple with before god and pray about like we've seen so many different examples but like many times one person has to put their you know dream um on hold to wait for the other person to accomplish theirs and the other person can go for theirs. But in every situation, it's not one person's dream being neglected. It's a matter of just finding the balance of when do we do it Mm -hmm. and who goes first kind of thing or can we do it together and trying to work that out but not disregarding the other person's. And also I think that even if you have individual dreams or goals, there should still be a family purpose and outcome. Like your individual dreams and goals should feed into the family goal of purpose. You know, I I don't think it's bad to have it. Like you need to be an individual. You need to pursue things that, because God has called each and every one of us as individuals Mm -hmm. to accomplish certain things on our own. Mm -hmm. 
And then he's called us to accomplish things together as like units, whether that's in your family, as a couple, you know, as a church, whatever. There's like individual goals and there is couple goals there. <laughs> couple collective, goals, collective, collective goals. goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times they're interconnected mm-hmm. and we're all kind of working towards one purpose mm-hmm. and one outcome. So, yeah. That's really good. I was just uh, remembering that I do have something to add to the question. <laughs> you said, what do you recommend? Um, what, what what piece of advice would you give those that are looking to get married? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's important to uh, ask yourself when you're thinking about, you know, pursuing a relationship with an individual, how that individual benefits your life in the sense um in a spiritual sense so how does this individual bring me closer to god or does he or does she because Mm -hmm. if they're not bringing you closer to god or not you know we're not on the same path then he needs to go or she needs to go obviously first and foremost spiritual peace but just in general in your whole life like if your life is not much better with this individual. barely changed with that individual then i'm good on my own like i'm great so if you can't match that then why are we you know mm-hmm. i think that's something to be you have to ask because a lot of people will be like oh yeah but like i enjoy them but is your life better because of them it doesn't matter if you enjoy them like what are you you're not bene- you're not helping each other you're not benefiting your walk with god's not, benefiting. not the same and better not like oh because you have like a cuddle buddy yeah no like mm. actually better like what mm. is the fruit of the betterment like yeah. what are they doing but anyways what you're saying um we gotta wrap this up yeah sorry my one question was just like about navigating personal convictions in marriage that's something that i i don't know like is that something that you share beforehand and then do you need to be in agreement with uh, and how do you depends. navigate this like you know you're not i feel like some con- convictions are going to come up after marriage as well like i mean well, the yeah. reality is it's not an ending journey it's a start the mm-hmm. beginning of a new chapter so i'm sure and as we grow I, our convictions can change right yeah so mm-hmm. i do think it's something that you can continue to have conversations with or com- conversations about in marriage mm-hmm. um but if you do already have convictions before marriage yes share them and um i think depending on what the conviction is uh you don't necessarily have to agree upon it but mm-hmm. some convictions you should mm-hmm. it's yeah. hard to depending pay, on how it, it influences ha- your behavior, yeah, yeah. It, like if, if it's you're something going too okay if it's very superficial yeah. you know like say hey like i don't believe in eating i don't know it's i'm, I'm struggling to come up with an example but if it's Dairy. very superficial and it's not really you know like affecting the other person or like mm-hmm. it's not a life i don't know if it's not like a spiritual life or death thing <laughs> i feel like yeah you don't have to have the same conviction oh, I know one. The, yeah. this is like on the same parts like not a big deal like a conviction to only wear suits like we know someone yeah like, that. <laughs> like okay wear your suits. whatever it doesn't matter as long as you don't Respect think them. that i have to be wearing suits as well mm-hmm. you know that's not going to be a problem but, you know, there are other things that are deeper, like convictions maybe about how families should be run, convictions mm-hmm. about how you interact with other people. I think mm-hmm. that that you need to maybe come to agreement upon. Go ahead. I don't know. I just think this is an interesting conversation just for someone like myself because I'm very, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's like. Okay, I actually have a good example. Yeah. So 
I personally have a conviction that if we ever have children, they're not supposed to have sleepovers. Trevor doesn't have that conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as how we navigate that, I feel like it would have to be a balance. I think like he doesn't have a problem with me necessarily. Like if we do have a child that mm-hmm. they don't have any sleepovers, I think unless there's certain situations like, okay, like I actually trust this person and I'm fine mm-hmm. with them sleeping over like, and the child won't sleep over like, why mm-hmm. can't they sleep over in that specific yeah. instances? But like, it's not something that mm-hmm. it's like, I'm gung ho. They have to have sleepovers. And like, mm-hmm. so for him, maybe like in my conviction kind of trumps his a little bit, but also that I still should be flexible mm-hmm. and we can have conversations about like, mm-hmm. okay, who's the person? And like, we can have prayer about mm-hmm. it, whatever mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. That's a good That's example. That's a good example. Um, yeah. I guess, like, the reality is... I get... Okay. Ari yeah. has an example that's a little bit more serious. Like, in terms of uh, personal conviction about whether or not you should drink. Or how much you would drink. Oh. Or if you should oh. have tattoos or whatever. Or, like, like that. Those sort of things, I like, believe, mm-hmm. need to be discussed before you enter into a marriage covenant. Because mm-hmm. some... Where some people may not see a, something as sin, may be someone else's weak point and a struggling yeah. a, a, a place where they will struggle. And you cannot. But I think it's different when you can have convictions about things and you're not actively doing the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that with alcohol, like people can have a conviction that's like it's drunkenness that's the sin versus people. It's like it's people have a conviction that um, just stay and away from alcohol. Yeah. That's what I mean. So, but like mm-hmm. both people are not drinking. yes of course yeah some people just don't drink in general but you do have some people that say you know what like i actually can tolerate this much and i know my limits and my boundaries but for that other person just even the sight Mm -hmm. of alcohol a part of loving them and respecting them you just don't do it Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. that's our that's our belief Mm -hmm. but some people might the answer is obviously gonna be different from couple to couple and like you know what your convictions are no but i think for that though that specific example if the conviction is coming from a place of like that person has a struggle in it, I don't care <laughs> what you have to say. <laughs> I if agree. you love no, your spouse, mm-hmm. you are not going to place Sacrifice. them in a position Sacrifice. where they are Sacrifice. compromised. Sacrifice. Yeah, that's not love. No, I agree. But we know. I think we know yeah. someone like a, a couple that uh, that's kind of a situation, and one person does drink. And, and the, spou- other the other spouse doesn't. But, but never it encourages me, the spouse to drink. It's but just like is when it going the out. other person drinking outside of the context of this? Like, say that like they're going somewhere else and the spouse isn't there and then they're no. drinking. No, so oh. even in, like, social gatherings, let's say they're all going out for, like, a work oh. party. One couple, one person, partner. a couple, mm-hmm. or sorry, one partner orders, like, a couple, like, a glass of wine and the other one doesn't, but the one that does has a conviction against it. Are like, other people around them also drinking? Y- yeah okay well like then. obviously that's specific to their case and they allowed that i'm just saying i just threw it out there for those listening something yes, that you think about i think yeah some things yeah. do need to be discussed before marriage yeah. just yeah. to save each other or the other person you know? mm-hmm. and i just think in general it's like i'll just ask you this question how do you overcome differences because i don't know i'm kind of old school i'm like you have to agree with me on everything yeah i know how you are not everything and but I you think- know what i mean like obviously that's not realistic and that's why i'm not getting married because yeah. i know i'm not you're yeah. not in a place right I'm now. I'm not. I recognize I would be a horrible spouse because of certain things. I so think like, part of I? also, as you understand the love of God more and as you strive for that more, it actually causes you to become more open-minded and also to put your person in the other person, put yourself in the other person's mm-hmm. shoes. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's hard to do, especially like 
like we've had differences in opinion and we, we i'm sure we'll continue to have differences in opinion mm. But above our differences is that we have committed to love one another. Mm-hmm. And we know, like, we are, for instance, like, I would not say, like, I think something is wrong or not wrong. But, like, something bothers me and it doesn't bother him. And we have that conversation. Mm-hmm. He's not going to then continue. Cont- you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's Even though he may say, like, I don't understand it, mm-hmm. I'm not going to place you in a position where you're going to be hurting your feelings mm-hmm. but then he's we'll also have a conversations about like making sure that we are making an effort to see from the other person's point yeah. of view it's not mm-hmm. always like i this my is the way, way the i think way. and this mm-hmm. is a, you know like yeah. we also need to be able to be like okay well let me try and understand where you're coming from mm-hmm. that may not always change the opinion but i think it you end up leaving more with like mutual respect yeah. and like you can the reality is you can just you can agree to disagree for certain things. Like not everything is like you always have Going to see to eye to eye on. <laughs> you can just agree Sorry. to disagree and that's fine. And something I've always learned too is like women do not underestimate the power of prayer. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Mom would good. always be like, and she said it before to us many times. There's many mm-hmm. areas where like she would be like, I don't think this is the right thing. But yeah. you submit to your husband, but you pray. Mm-hmm. And God will actually change your mind. I've yeah, seen it happen good. before mm-hmm. I've, in my own life. I've mm-hmm. seen it with my, my mommy has many mm-hmm. examples. It's just, mm-hmm. just pray. God will fix it. That's true. You mm-hmm. just do what you're supposed to do. Submit to your husband and then pray and God will fix it. God will literally like speak to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay. And that so. obviously applies to other relationships as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was going to ask you how you, um, guard your heart from bitterness towards your spouse but i think that answer is a good oh. one like if you pray about what or do you have anything else no, you so like, okay, oh sorry i've never experienced bitterness towards my partner well yeah but, but how <clears> obviously because like obviously hurt only one, but just how do you how would bitterness you, i think or hurt i think offense bitterness goes real like you're you not bitterness offense for i would say yeah offense mm-hmm. and hurt <clears throat> Yeah, you're again. Experience it in the future, yeah, so like what would yeah. You offense and hurt for sure. Mm-hmm. I think if you get to be too serious, you miss some yeah. stuff. <laughs> but how how do you guard, or how do you and how will you and guard how your you? heart yeah. from offense? Communication is key. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times, especially if you're someone who's more prone to just like thinking everything in your head, like I am, and not mm-hmm. really speaking things out. Literally, the other person doesn't know. Okay. <laughs> And after times mm-hmm. you can save yourselves, which is having an open conversation and be like, hey, this is how I feel. This When you do this, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that was the person's intention. Mm-hmm. Really having that open and honest communication. Yeah. And I think anytime that you have, this is just my personal opinion, but I think anytime you have these raw conversations where like you're talking about ways in which maybe someone offended you or hurt you mm-hmm. or just like differences of opinion, always end it in prayer. That's good. I because agree. I just feel like that's a good thing. I can't really give you a biblical reason for it, but yeah. I just think it's safe. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good answer. I mean, why not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, based on this takeaway, I would say, this conversation. The takeaways I have is that marriage is all about hum- vulnerability, yep. honesty, and humility. Mm-hmm. And you cultivate, yeah. cultivated, yeah, that you walk into before you even walk into. Yes. It. And mm-hmm. so if you are not vulnerable, if you're single and you want to be married and you struggle Practice to be vulnerable, things. if you struggle to be honest and humble, yeah. 
work on that because those are very key to marriage. Mm-hmm. Bloom and grow, y'all. Bloom and grow. Bloom and grow. Until next time. Until next time. See ya. Yeah. <laughs>